0: welcome to healthy wealthy and grateful with your hosts coach dave heather and james where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity balance focus and butterflies to your everyday life
1: hey welcome back to healthy wealthy and grateful we've got coach dave heather andrew and myself james johnson when we left last time we were talking about the garden and, you know, I was talking a little bit about a movie I just watched on Netflix called Fantastic Fungi. Um, that's F-U-N-G-H-I. If you haven't seen this movie, go watch this movie. It's absolutely incredible. And it talks about, and, and I'm sure that Heather can jump in here and tell, me, tell us way more than I can tell you about what I remember. But the, the, the fungi, everywhere you step, the, there's fungus underneath the earth. The so mushrooms are everywhere. And they're actually the telecommunication system that communicates with all the plants. And I can't remember what they call that system, but, but there's a, a, a thing underneath there. And, and when you watch it, it, have you ever seen the movie um, oh, Avatar? Have you seen the movie Avatar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so how, how they were tearing down those forests and the forests were all communicating with each other. This movie talks about how that's actually is happening, all right, and how mushrooms can be so incredibly healthy for you. There's something called the lion's head mushroom that actually helps with Alzheimer's. There's, there's the um, turkey turkey feather one that actually helps cure fourth stage cancer. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of all of the different things that you can get out of these mushrooms, right down to the psilocybin and how they're doing microdosing to increase people's thinking. Okay. Which is a good thing, that's, I, 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 that's I, I, you know, But they, you, you would listen to, it. I mean, they, they, they talk about the shaman and all this stuff and, and how they're using these different things to actually make people healthier in many different ways, both mentally, physically, et cetera, which comes right back to gardening. I mean, you know, you could go out and garden mushrooms. If that's what you chose to do, you could be gardening mushrooms. Um, you know, there are many, many ways and many assets that you could be getting from your garden. Just to, Because a lot of us don't have enough space to be growing. I mean, I, you said the last show, Heather, that you, know, you could live off your garden. Well, I probably could live off my garden for eh, maybe two weeks, okay? <laughs> maybe. I, I get really hungry by the second week because I don't have enough out there to actually eat. to to keep me going now I do have quite a bit in the freezer because I I froze a ton of of boysenberries and quite a few strawberries etc but I I, you know I'd I'd be eating squash and carrots at this point maybe a few beans
0: so I mean a couple things that you said I I just want to put a disclaimer Um, you need to know what you're doing if you're going to eat mushrooms and grow so that you don't poison yourself Um, a lot of these mushrooms are poisonous so just want to put that out there. We're not advocating anybody go out and run around in the woods and just start randomly eating things. That's probably not a good idea. Um, with that being said, um, you know, mycorrhizae fungi, that's a long word. But what you were alluding to about the Avatar movie is that it shows this web, right? If you want to call it a worldwide web, it truly is a worldwide web of, of fungus underneath your feet. And that fungus is communicating. And so, you know, when people want to garden, um, you know, there's this this perception that you need to just, you know, start digging. Um, yes and no. Um, I have successfully done a no dig garden this year, um, which involved a very hard packed clay that's in my backyard with limestone, not desirable to, to, uh, to dig in. Uh, put down cardboard on top of that and then put six inches of compost. And then I grew my entire vegetable garden this year in that compost. So from your standpoint, James, of, you know, small spaces, um, this is less than a four by 10 area that I'm growing a significant amount of food using a system um, that I am uh, working with this company called um, Trellis and Fence. Um, So trellisandfence.com. I love this system because you can grow a lot more food in a small space and it was really put in to try to prove that I could do that. The other thing with having the compost and the cardboard is it stays moist but it also prevents weeds and I have not weeded the garden not once this season and when I tell people that they look at me like I have three heads and it's not possible. But when you start digging in the soil you are bringing the seed bed up and so that's why you when you plant a plant or you plant a garden it tends to be quite weedy is because you are digging the soil and destroying the soil structure and you are destroying that mycorrhizae fungi so you really want to minimize disturbance of the seed bed and therefore you don't have as many weeds to deal with so I've been telling people I'll never plant a vegetable garden any other way than um, the no dig method which is cardboard and compost. Now we'll say that um, there are chemicals that are currently being used on farms that may prevent you from wanting to use compost on your garden. So you need to know your source of where your compost is coming from. Um, some of these chemicals are being deemed safe for animals but if you were to pour that compost onto your newly planted vegetable garden it would kill your plants because it has some type of um, chemical in the compost that uh, will uh, kill your seedlings so before you do that because I spend a lot of time growing seeds and there's a lot of things that can go wrong but it is very satisfying to eat something you have grown from seed so so I want to give a disclaimer my recommendation would be is you take some of that compost you soak it overnight in water and then you pour that water onto your seedling if it dies do not put that compost in your garden and so I've heard of a lot of reports this year that this new chemical that is being utilized on farms specifically and it's safe quote-unquote for things that we would normally get our compost from um to to use is unfortunately ending up in people's vegetable gardens and then the entire gardens being wiped out. once that happens it's very difficult to solve the equation at that point. So really, really, really important to talk to your source and then verify, verify what kind of chemicals they're using on their fields and their hay sources. And they may not grow their own hay, so They may not know. So that being said, um, I highly recommend that you ver, you verify better yet, grow your own compost and then you know what the source is and you know what's in your own compost so um you know I use my own compost as much as I can and then I use mushroom compost which has been heated to a very high temperature so it's pretty much sterile it's it's not going to uh, hurt your garden okay I, I, I create a lot of compost but I can't create
1: that much I mean I, I you know I can't get my stupid gardeners to put the grass inside the things or I gotta go dig it out of the garbage can half the time and I don't always remember. But uh, I I do get a a fair amount of compost. You know what I did though this this last year that obviously is working is I I caught a bunch of fish and then I buried the the bodies of the fish in the garden, about, about a foot deep in the garden. And that particular area is growing like crazy.
0: Yeah, that's a trick that a lot of people use um, when they plant their tomatoes. They'll actually do that. Um, I did that last year. I wouldn't say like it was like an amazing harvest, but I think part of my issue has been to this point that I was using faulty tools. So, you know, you talk about financial tools, you talk about tools for working out. Well, buying good tools for the garden is a really important investment because you're gonna be using those tools. And if they're too heavy for you, you can hurt yourself. Um, If they are crappy tools made, you know, overseas, you're not gonna have, you know, you'll have them for a season and then they rust, it's terrible. So I always invest in in good tools. And the tool this year that has made the most difference in my garden is the garden trellis and fence. And I'm saying that because um, I have bought very expensive tomato cages. I've bought very crappy tomato cages but at this time of year once they get really tall these tomatoes in some cases are 10 feet and taller um, the the cages will fall under the weight so in my small garden that's kind of behind my kitchen it's a walled garden so I used one of my old cages I grew this tomato from seed and I came out yesterday and the whole thing had collapsed and I was devastated because it's full of fruit and I was worried it had broken the plant fortunately it did not but there have been many many years that that has happened so we've had three downdrafts. my garden trellis and fence system has not moved a lot of people use this system for what's called square foot gardening which again James for your purpose is growing things in one square foot so for those people who have small yards you can grow a ton of food with this system in a very small space and i like that cuz it's vertical gardening so i've put it in several friends gardens and we actually have pumpkins growing on it that's how sturdy this system is it's galvanized steel
1: interesting so, trellis then you know, obviously it's like a, a, a wire going across like you would do with um grapes or something like that and, and you're you're hanging the fruit off of it is basically what's happening right are you, are
0: so you... it's it's flat panels so if you can figure if you can think about an arch two arches on the end or three arches across and then cattle panels in between but are so, you
1: strapping the plant to it or are you are you like using twisted in between and it grows
0: up the the panels so um oh. so it doesn't matter what you're growing it can grow up so i've got Cucumber, but,
1: but it's but like a tomato right? is it like a, a, like a bean or, a, or a, a grape or something that will attach itself to the to whatever you're growing it to. So but what, what it's doing is,
0: it is, sand, is it's sandwiching it so sandwiching. it can't go so it only can go up.
1: Right, um, so that's what so I do with the cage. I, I put big I put big poles in in the cage and, and build like four and then I'd put cage, a cage on top of a cage and then i grow it right up through the middle of that.
0: Yeah so I mean you're kind of doing a you know a homemade version and that's completely fine. We just get these really bad winds where I live and so it's really disappointing to see all your hard work wiped out in a storm and it's happened here every year that I've lived here um, and this year not, not is not unusual I've had to take several trees down because of these crazy wind storms we get um, but I haven't lost a tomato yet you know what I mean so it's just it's you know you fight so hard to get these seeds to to go and then grow in the ground and then for a wind storm to take them down is really sad
1: <laughs> so well, I'll tell you one thing I mean you go to the grocery store at least here in California and you buy a tomato yeah they're good you take one of those tomatoes out of the garden <laughs> yeah. <unbelievable>. I <laughs> used to neighbor that said two,
0: true, two things in life you can't fake true love and homegrown tomatoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the first one. <laughs> but the yeah, tomatoes, I'm going to agree with.
0: <laughs> yep. No, and you're right. And that the reason for that, James, is that it's full of vitamins and it's full of water. And as soon as you pick that fruit, it is losing water. So that's why you want to pick and try to eat it as quickly as possible so that you're not losing all of that. I mean, if you're transporting these things over tens of thousands of miles, you're losing that. You're also not getting the benefit of eating your own pollen. And one thing that I've noticed about living in the Northeast is that I don't have sinus infections anymore. I used to have chronic sinus infections in the South, but I lived in a major city, Atlanta. Our food was coming from everywhere, everywhere, but very rarely was it coming from Atlanta. And so you're not, what I find is that because I'm eating local honey and local produce all seasons because we have so many farmers markets here surrounded by farms, thank goodness um You know, I I don't I I'm constantly inoculating myself with the pollen.
1: Well, I'm, and I'm able to ripen it on the on the vine. So so I mean that that, that tomato when it's coming off there, it's like I don't have to sit it on my counter to let it ripen for a couple days. Like I yeah, I pick it, I eat it. Like right yeah,
0: cherry tomatoes I eat, Yeah, usually they don't make them out of the garden. I I I usually stand there and eat them like candy. My problem is is that. I have a groundhog, and once the tomato gets to the point that it's starting to turn, he it's- loves to eat them. And it would be fine with me if he would eat the whole tomato. Oh, no. He'll eat one bite out of every tomato on the plant. And that's where he and I are not friends, okay? I, mean, I have a solution for him. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody has a solution for getting rid of my groundhog... I'll be
1: grateful. Um, and grateful. <laughs>
0: yeah he, he, too much he for
1: him. yeah he, he yeah, not treat him like i treat the rats in my backyard you know I got, I got a pellet gun for him <laughs> yeah
0: i know has i've been suggested that i need to give him a little lead poisoning I, I first of all we love animals so it's not happening um we have we share our backyard with a whole host of animals including a family of skunks right now who are so cute um, so I, unfortunately, you know, some of the produce does get eaten, but it is netted. So it's now more painful for him. So I pull the nets back in the morning so the bees can get in. And then I put the nets down in the afternoon. And then that seems to be working right now. But, uh, when I went out earlier to uh, change the nets and you guys timed me on it, um, you know, he, he was in the garden. So, <laughs>
1: There, there are skunks around but I'm thankful that none of them come into my backyard but I did have a huge raccoon here just recently in my backyard it, it's really? pretty pretty unusual for, for where I live you know it's it's, it's, it's pretty urban so we, we don't have as much green belt we do have green belt, but it's blocks away so pretty brave pretty brave for that that thing to travel all the way over to my house. And I, I I love raccoons. I love most animals, but if he's eating my plants, I might have to dump him once. Come <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> Well, that that's very very cool. So you know the. Um, I I guess that, that so what would you say as we wrap this one up here what would you say is the preparation that we need to be doing here in September for for winter you know in the different parts of the states that we're in for our garden
0: well I mean this is migratory season right so you're getting your butterflies and your birds that are starting to move so if you can leave your seed heads and also as your leaves start to fall not be so obsessed with getting every leaf off your lawn maybe push those leaves up behind a shed you know uh, uh, a row of bushes like a hedge or push them up underneath your shrubs because those those leaves are very valuable um, not only as food for your plants for next year but in addition uh, shelter for overwintering insects and butterflies Um, but importantly um, as your perennials start to fade like my mom was saying her cone flowers are looking pretty brown right now that's typical this time of year um, don't cut them leave those seed heads up for your migratory birds um, in my case um, my agastache or lavender hyssop is filled with uh, yellow uh, finches right now that are fattening up for for the migration uh, so you know it's so beautiful to see them in the garden right now and those seed heads will remain up uh, through the winter um, because a lot of those plants will serve as bug hotels. So, again, thinking about your next year's bees, many of our native bees live in those bug hotels, essentially in that pithy stalk. So if you're cutting everything back and making it look pretty, um, you're cutting the next year's, you know, hotels for, for the babies. So, um, we want to, yeah, so you want to leave those
1: up. Because I, I do, I cut them back. I, I literally just cut back with a whole bunch of stuff you know, yeah. recently.
0: So, so it's fine to, to certainly trim. Um, it's just if you want to leave at least one foot of your stalk standing, um, that's ideal. And then if you do cut your seed heads, maybe pile them in a part of the garden that the birds can get to them. Um, because as it winter drones on and there's less for them to eat, those seeds play a very uh, valuable role in keeping those birds well fed.
1: Very interesting. All right, well, we're healthy, wealthy and grateful. We got Coach Dave and we've got Heather Andrews, myself, James Johnson. And, you know, welcome to we're, we're coming to the fall. We're, we're, it's it's going to start going to start getting cold there. It might already be cold where you're at um snow is coming we get to go skiing I can't wait yes sir I love it and, and uh remember to be healthy wealthy and grateful with visit us at www healthy wealthy and grateful and, um, or reach out to any one of us reach out to Heather Andrews and Heather how would they reach out to you
0: uh info at gardenthoughtfully.com
1: that's info at gardenthoughtfully.com and coach Dave, it's Dave at uh, something fit. Hey, can do finish, that is spelled K A N D U F I T N E S S or, or me at your safe dot com. That's Y O U R S A F E M O N E Y P E O P L E. No, I've never done that before. Dot com. And remember, live healthy, wealthy, and grateful and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember, live like you are going to die tomorrow. And plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.